Good morning. In the last seven weeks, we have been in the sermon series called Simply Jesus, where we have learned about uh, Jesus as many things. Jesus, the bread of life, the light, the light of the world. Jesus, the door for the sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, the truth and the life. And just last week, we learned uh, that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and the true answer to our deepest longings. And this morning, my friends, I have the privilege to close this sermon series, and we're going to be focusing today in John chapter 15, where, where Jesus identified himself as the vine. He actually says, I am the vine. So um, we're going to be studying that today. But before I read this passage and we read it together, let me situate the context, the context of the story around this verse. Starting on chapter 13 to uh, chapter 16, we find ourselves on Thursday night of the Passion Week. It's the last week of Jesus' ministry in earth. And uh, Thursday night was an important night for, for him. So he gathers his 12 disciples and they go uh, to celebrate Passover in a, in a house of, of this guy that was prepared specifically for them to celebrate Passover. And our Lord ate his last supper with his disciples. And it was a very intimate time where he washed uh, his, uh, his disciples' feet. And he spent the night telling them many wonderful things and many, many promises. Chapter 14 of John ends with Jesus saying, let's get up and let's go out from here. So as they leave the upper room and walk through the darkness of Jerusalem, Jesus continues speaking to them. And, uh, and this is what is recorded in the chapters of 15 and 16 of this book. So Jesus was preparing them uh, for what was about to happen. Uh, and, and here Jesus not only uh, says a parable, uh, a parable although um, in, in the broadest sense it could be considered a parable because it's an illustration, it was a, a word picture, a metaphor. But Jesus is not explaining a new metaphor. Instead, he's bringing something out from the Old Testament um, where it was common to read a reference to Israel as the vine of God, uh, as a vineyard of God. And his disciples, uh, as Jews, they have grown in, in the school and the culture, learning and hearing from that, that same reference that Israel was the vine. In fact, that, that metaphor carried throughout the, 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 the history of Israel during the Maccabean period between the Old and the New Testament. The Maccabeans minted coins, and on the coin was an, uh, an illustration of a vine, just reflecting of, of illustrating what Israel was represented by. And in the very temple, the Herod temple, there was a, a great vine that it was craved and overlaid with gold, speaking of Israel as God's vine. So there's two examples that we can find in the Old Testament. One is in Isaiah chapter 5, that Israel is presented as the vine. God says in, in, in um, Isaiah chapter 5, I planted my vine, my vineyard in a very fertile hill. The author talks about a person that had this vine planted on a, on a hill and he cleared out the land, took out the rocks, he, he get the best soil, he handpicked the, 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 the seeds, set up the best irrigation system. He actually had plans of having a place where he would prepare wine. But when the time comes for the harvest, the grapes are wild grapes, bitter grapes. 
the scholars that uh, that um, study uh, the, the Old Testament tells us that the, the the word that is being used here in Hebrew is beushim, which means that are sour berries, that they are inedible, useless. Another example that we can find is in Psalm 80, and and, and Psalm 80 is built around this metaphor of the vine. I'm going to read. Uh, the, the verses 8 and 9 from, from Psalm 80. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. So the psalmist is comparing Israel as a vine clipping taken from Egypt and planted in the land of Canaan. So friends, as I read this passage uh, that we're going to study this morning, um, please keep in mind what we just learned. And, and keep in mind that the disciples grew up studying and constantly hearing that Israel was the vineyard of the Lord. So if you have your Bibles, I would like to invite you to open them up and let's read from um, the first eight verses of the chapter 15 in, in, in the book of John. And I'm going to read. Um, so follow along, please. I am the true vine, and my Father is the, vin, the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you cannot do nothing. Sorry, you can't do nothing. If anyone, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So, my friends, my prayer for us for this morning is that in the light of this passage, you will hear God's word and you will know your purpose, that you will embrace the process and you will honor your place. So let's unpack this thing together. First thing, know your purpose. In this passage, we're introduced to three main characters. One is the vine, and Jesus says, I am the vine. And the vine is, in uh, each of these characters have a purpose all right so the vine is jesus the source of everything the strong foundation the rooted one the source of nutrients the one is attached to the soil and and then we're presented to the vine dresser it says god is god the father is the vine dresser so he's the responsible one the caring the overseer and uh and responsible for the growth and care of the vine and then we are presented with branches and jesus says that he is the vine and we are the branches. And the purpose of a branch is to bear fruit. Jesus says that we are the branches. So what is our purpose? To bear fruit. Um, I remember I asked this question, what is my purpose? When I was very young and, and my church was going through um, the, the book of Rick Warren, the life, the driven purpose life, and everybody was talking about purpose and, and what they will do with their lives. And I was a 14-year-old boy and I was like, what is my purpose? 
but I was lucky enough that to, I was able to ask that question in an early stage in my life and the answer that I got, it was something along the lines of knowing God and bring Him glory. So I am really thankful that I, I was able to hear those words when I was young. And, and I was th I'm thankful for a family that brought me into faith and, and, and I grew up in that. And it, it was a family that was trying to follow Jesus. And I'm blessed by that. And I can't thank enough God for allowing that to happen. But at the same time, I cannot stop thinking of those that never heard that or they grew up without knowing they have a purpose. Or maybe it's you that you're watching this today and you're like, purpose me? No. But let me tell you that if you're one of those per uh, persons that grew up not hearing that, let me tell you that you have a purpose. You were created beautiful and perfect with a purpose. And that purpose is to bear fruit. You were intentionally designed to bear fruit. And you were also created to have a relationship with God and to know Him and to make Him known. So what is our purpose? And the answer may vary between the individuals that are here listening. Uh, but according to this passage that we just read, the purpose is to bear fruit. It is, it's, it's mentioned over seven times that Jesus calls us the branches and the branches have a purpose to bear fruit. The idea of bearing is repeated seven times in this passage. So it's, it, is, it is God's desire that we bear fruit. It was His idea. But what kind of fruit? Is it talking about physical fruit? I would love to give some avocados and mangoes. I will save a lot of money if I have those here in Jersey City, right? But the, 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 the Word of God is not talking about that, that kind of fruit. There's actually some examples I want to share with you. So... Um, you can, you can follow along. I'll read from, from mostly the, the New Testament. And I want to share with you this morning in Romans chapter 6, verses 22. Um, one of these verses that I want to share with you, it says, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and it end eternal life. So the first fruit that we, we, we can hear here is, is the fruit of sanctification. And in sanctification, the simple way that I can, I can explain it to you is to be set aside. You're set apart for a purpose. In our house, we have uh, a specific fork that we use and we set aside. It is the fork that we use to prepare our dog's food, vainilla. She loves her, her dry food with some wet food. If not, she would not eat it. But we use that, that specific fork as, as, uh, with that specific purpose. We don't use it to mix it with our food. So that, that fork is sanctified. It's set aside with a purpose. The next verse that I want to share with you is in Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. And uh, we read, so as, it, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We are not only set up with the fruit of sanctification, but we are also called to do things with it. Here, here the word says that we have to do every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So we not only have to do things, but we do those things to know God in a, in a deeper way. The other chapter, that the other, um, the other scripture that I want to share with you is Hebrews chapter uh, 13, verses 15. And, and I want to read it for you. It says, through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge His name. So the third fruit that we can learn uh, this morning is the fruit of worship. 
It says that the fruit of lips that acknowledge His name. And it's not only about singing or playing an instrument, but we, we would talk and we will acknowledge God in every day, every life situation. And lastly, I want to share with you in Galatians chapter 5, verses uh, 22 and 23, where, where we, 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 we can hear the, the fruits of the Spirit. And, and this is what Paul says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against those things there is no law. So those are the fruits of the Spirit. But these are just, just a few examples. But to be honest, when I read this, when I was preparing for this sermon and I read these passages, I worried because I fall short every day. It is hard to love. It is hard to find joy in the midst of a world pandemic or when tragedy hits your family. It is hard to be patient when you have been trying to have a kid and you can't or, or when you're waiting for, for a, 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 another job or another job offer and you, don't, or you, are, you have been without a job for a long time. It's really hard to be patient. But it's hard, it's hard to live our purpose and bear fruit, but it's not impossible because we have to be a branch. And branches don't do a lot. They just stick to the tree and they, they bear fruit. And I believe because of the influence of our society where everything is perfect or made to look perfect, those Instagram filters or the Zoom virtual backgrounds behind us or the touch appearance on Zoom, <laughs> that we, take, we, we, we tend to think uh, the same way and, and we, we, we're drawn to that, um, that same thought in our journey and our spiritual walk with God where we think that we have to have the understanding of this great theologians in order to speak truth to our family or to our co-workers or we think to, that we have to go across the ocean in order to do missions but it's not true our purpose as branches is to bear fruit and there there is a reason why we're called to do fruit the fruit of any kind of fruit of any kind of three of tree is never for the tree have you ever seen an apple tree eating its own apples? Like, oh yeah, I'm hungry. I'm going to grab one. No, we don't never see that. The fruit is to bless others, those, to bless around, uh, the, the others around us so they can taste the goodness, the flavors, and they can be filled. We are called to bear fruit, to bring glory to God and to bless those around us. And talking about apple trees, don't forget to sign up for the apple picking that we'll have here in a couple weeks. But let's go back to verse 8 in, in, in John chapter 15. And it says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so to prove to be my disciples. Now we're not only, only doing all these things and bearing this fruit for our own benefit or, or for, uh, for the benefit around us, but with that people will know that you're following Jesus or maybe it is the case that that, that that your fruits are showing that you're not following Jesus and it's okay now that we know what kind of fruit the right question that we need to ask is how does a branch produce fruit and that brings us to the second point this morning that it is embracing the process in verse 2, Jesus continues talking and it says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Bearing fruit takes time. In, in this passage, Jesus is talking about a vine tree. And vine trees take up to three to six years to produce fruit. 
according to wine expert, is a very complicated process that takes a lot of work, time, and money. I grew up in Mexico and there was a point in my life where I lived with where my grandma in my grandma's house and in that house she had a lot of trees and she had an orange tree a lime tree and in the back she had some lemon trees and I enjoyed and I loved climbing up that tree getting that those fresh oranges and eat them whenever I want or I remember times where we were having uh, a meal and we were missing some some uh, some lemons and we will go get them and and just take them out of the tree and just bring them to the table it was it was really really good and there is a point as well that in my grandpa's house he had a huge mango tree and I love mangoes it's my favorite fruit so I loved spending time climbing that tree and eating as many mangoes as I wanted and I was blessed to be born in that time because I skipped the whole process of wait, waiting, watching, and pruning, and, and maintaining that tree. I just enjoy fruit. I reach my arm up and grab the fruit and I eat it. I didn't have to do anything. My grandparents were the ones who had to wait years and they put money and effort into those trees. And I just reach and grab a mango and I eat it. And friends, so many times I caught myself and I watch many of my brothers and sisters with the same attitude um, in our spiritual journey, in our daily lives, that we just want the reward. We just want to reach out and grab it. We don't, we don't want to go through the process of pruning and, and the waiting. And we, we want the results, but we don't want to sacrifice anything. Let me read again John chapter 15, verse 2. It says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So an article of a well-known theologian says that pruning means cut. And the branches are being cared for and, and to make them maximally fruitful. Both internal life flowing to us from the vine and by the vine dresser, who with his very painful scissors or saw cuts, hurts us so that these painful providences in life we experience the fullest possible impact of the inner life of Christ. In this passage we're presenting with two kinds of branches those who bear fruit and those who don't. And there's been seasons in my life where it's really hard to bear fruit or where, where fruit was no evident. I remember my last year of high school after hearing my pastor preaching this same passage that I thought that I was one of those uh, branches that were thrown in away and they were thrown in the fire and they were purposeless and I was really scared because my life was not a reflection of my beliefs because my fruit was beushim. It was, it was bitter, it was useless and uneatable. But now that I see back and I look at my life, I, it was because I was near the branch, but I was not attached to it. About three years ago, before we moved to Jersey City, things were going very well for us. We, were, we were, had a, a stable jobs and we were happy as a family. We were close to God, involved in ministry. We, could able, we were able to see fruit and our ministry was prospering and we were comfortable and, and now was growing. And all of a sudden, boom, the pruning starts. I received a call and I learned that my wife was not feeling good and that she was taken to the ER and, and, and we spent the next 40 days in the hospital. I still remember that time when she went to the, the operation room and the, the doctor told me to say goodbye to her and she said, he said to me, gee, gee, this might be it. So pray that everything will come out. And I was really scared. 
even though I knew that the vine dresser was pruning my branches for a greater purpose to make more fruit, it was, it was really hurtful and I was really scared. And there's some other times in my life where I refuse to be pruned, where I want to continue doing what I'm doing and, 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 and God is telling me, hey, you need to cut that branch. That is not good for you and I want to keep it. And I'm in, I want to stay in my comfort zone because I like it. But the reason why the vine dresser prunes the vine is because it will determine how many shoots will grow the next year and where they're going to be located. So the next time that you notice that you're being pruned, stop and know that the vine dresser is preparing you for the next season. I don't know where are you today and I don't know if you're bearing fruit or not or I know you're going through a pruning season. But I want to encourage you to take some time and think about what kind of branch are you? We are called to give fruit, but giving fruit takes time. In order to, to give fruit, we need to be maintenance. We need maintenance. We need pruning. We need care from a vine dresser. And we need to be attached to the vine. And that brings us to the last point of this morning. Honor your place. Continue reading from, from this the same chapter in John 15. We're going to read verses 4 and so on. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you cannot do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me as... Um, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I think Jesus is very clear to, to, to make a point here, right? He's calling us to abide in him. And the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines abide as the action of bear patiently to endure without yielding, to wait for, to accept without objection, and to remain stable or fixed to a continue in a place. So this word abide is repeated again and again. So it's true. There's nothing we can do apart from the vine. I wish I could make it more complicated, but it's not. We need to abide in Jesus. We are the branches. We just need to like act like branches. And what do branches do? They just stay attached to the, to, the, to the tree. If we do that, we're promised that we will bear fruit because we are connected to the source, to the roots, to the, uh, to the main source of life. So let's honor our place. It's not rare to, to hear nowadays from influencers and other teachers and philosophers that, that telling their followers that, that you can do it. Right? We hear that very often. You can do it. But, and, but if we take a tree out of the soil and put it outside of the soil and we tell it, come on tree, you can do it. Give, give like, keep growing, give fruit. Can we do it? No, what if we, if we cut a branch and we throw it in the ground and we say, branch, give fruit. Would it do, will it give fruit? No. Will it not? What if we bring a mirror and we, we tell the, the tree, hey, look, tree, you're a tree. Your mom was a tree. Your dad was a tree. You can do it. Come on, man. Would it give fruit? Obviously not. But if we place the fruit, the, the tree back into the soil, we don't have to tell him anything because he is back in the source. The whole design 
of our, of our not being the vine, but being utterly dependent branches grafted into the vine is to give glory to God. And the whole design of depending on a vine dresser to manage the outward shape of our vine structure and our branch structure is so that God gets the glory for bringing all about. So friends, let's remember that, that we have to know our purpose, that we have to embrace the process, and that we will honor our place. God bless you.